0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit for your free audiobook. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of the John Appetit Podcast. I am Roy Burton, alongside me, as always, is my lovely wife, Chanel. How are you doing tonight, Chanel?
1: I am good.
0: We're doing good because last week we had a chance to uh, to participate in the Hidden Lives Illuminated Project uh, down at the uh, Eastern, or actually across the street from the Eastern State Penitentiary. Uh, we were invited. Um, a few weeks ago, several weeks ago, uh, by Damon McCool. He's the program facilitator of the Hidden Lives Illuminated program. And for those of you who may not know, that's a program that runs nightly between now and September twelfth, and it um, basically shows the life of inmates um, in the form of animated films. Um, those films are broadcast inside the UCF Coffee House in Fairmount, and also OCF. broadcast OCF. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. OCF Coffee House in Fairmount, and also broadcast on the side of Eastern State Penitentiary uh, again every night between now and September 12th and along with those films um, there are special programs that happen each and every night at the OCF Coffee House. We were invited down by by, uh, Damon uh, for a program last week and Chanel you can admit to this when we were first um, kind of advised or invited that we weren't sure how we kind of fit in with this, right?
1: Yeah, it was like we we talk about food in Philadelphia and restaurants and events so I was kind of a little skeptical about how we could add value to the program
0: right, right, and as we mentioned and you 'll hear in, in the uh, when we do the interviews, um, we kind of we kind of realized or it didn 't take us long to realize that there is a, a a large intersection between food and the criminal justice system and you know either with inmates that are currently incarcerated or people that you know have come out of prison and are trying to kind of reintegrate themselves into society because as we've talked as we talked about with both chefs i mean the uh the number of you know formerly incarcerated people who are in the food service industry on all levels is you know is it's massive huge. It's, huge. It, it, it's
1: huge and like, it's something that most people don't think about um but a lot of uh formerly incarcerated people when they get out sometimes some of the only jobs they can get are in kitchens and diners short order cooks or um butchers, butchers or things like that so right. Uh, it was very enlightening uh, to have the conversation with the two chefs.
0: Yeah, so we had a chance to sit down with a couple of chefs, uh, Chef Todd Lewis and Chef Kurt Evans. The first uh, interview we're going to have for you right now is uh, our interview, our sit-down with uh, Chef Todd Lewis. He is the director of the Culinary Arts Program at the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections, and he's doing some amazing things uh, with currently incarcerated inmates to getting their, uh, helping them get their serve safe. Um, certification, teaching them kitchen skills, and every year he even has demonstrations at the Pennsylvania Farm Show where he shows off uh, what he's been able to teach um, his students in the classroom. So this is a very enlightening and illuminating, no pun, in- no pun intended, conversation for us, and we hope you enjoy it as well. So here is our talk with Chef Todd Lewis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of the John Appetit Podcast. I'm Roy Burton, and with me is my lovely wife, Chanel. Let me ask. Let's do the regular show. How are you doing, Chanel? I'm okay, and you? I'm doing all right. You're not okay. You're nervous. I'm a little (laughs)
1: nervous. Yeah, I can be honest about
0: that. Yeah. So, so please make it easy on my wife here. She's kind of scared of the crowds and live shows and things like that. But um, we are uh, pleased and honored to be here as part of the Hidden Lives Illuminated programming uh, for tonight. Uh, We had were invited by Damon over here, and not uh, when he first kind of reached out to us. We weren't really sure you know what you know we were kind of signing up for basically um for those of you who don't know us uh, we have a food podcast about food all things food in philadelphia and festivals and markets and am i leaving stuff out i don't We wouldn't have a spiel so i'm kind of going off the cuff here but yeah but basically <laughs> we
1: uh we go to restaurants around philly and south jersey and we we do many reviews of the restaurants to let people know what we think about them and if we think they should visit them we also keep track of any interesting food events that go on in Philly, and then we'll let our listeners know ahead of time so they can plan out their months, weeks, years, or what have you.
0: Yeah, so so that's basically kind of who we are and, and what we do, and so just kind of based off that, again, we weren't sure what Damon was thinking initially uh, when he reached out to us uh, to kind of be part of this programming, but the more we talked about it, the more we thought about it, you know. We realize that food is a very important part, you know, when it comes to you know the discussing discussing uh, the the criminal justice system, inmates, you know how it, you know plays an important role inside the walls and outside the walls as well. So, thankfully, you know we're here and we're proud to be here. We're glad to be talking to Chef Todd Lewis now, and an hour from now we'll be talking to uh, Chef Evans um, as well. So please, hopefully, you guys can stick around for that. But right now, we will start with Chef Todd Lewis. Director of the Culinary Arts Program for the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections. Chef, how's it going? It's
2: going outstanding. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks thanks for coming through. I know you're nervous as well. Chef is nervous as well, as well. so please make it easy on him um, as well. He says he wasn't sure you know, if, if he had enough stuff to talk about for, for 20 minutes, but I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay, right? Outstanding. <laughs> so let's talk about, actually, before we talk about what you do now at the, at the DOC, let's kind of go back a little bit. Um, when did you know that you wanted to become a chef? First of all
2: uh back when i was in high school i was a i was a wrestler so i didn't eat a lot I, so i took all the culinary or cooking classes in high school and when i graduated i decided cooking was what i wanted to do for a living so i went on to uh johnson and wales okay way back when
0: wait way back when do I want to put a number on that <laughs> <laughs> Way way back when, and then after that, um, I saw that you worked at a bunch of hotels and resorts, and even Walt Disney World and as D- well, right? Disney World as well, yes. So what did what from that background? What from those experiences kind of like led you or or help you out today as far as what you do now with the DOC? I've
2: I've alf, often wanted wanted to uh, teach, and I was working for an establishment uh, about eight nine years ago, and uh, the. Uh, somebody for department of labor had told me that this position was opening up that mm-hmm. i thought he thought i'd be a good fit for it so i applied and got it and have not regretted the, the decision i made to, to take this
0: so chef evans he is again he's the director of the culinary oh, i'm sorry chef chef, excuse lewis. Me, chef lewis excuse me i was looking at chef evans <laughs> chef lewis is the director of the culinary arts program at the uh department of, of corrections the culinary arts training program excuse me at the Department of Corrections, uh, so let's talk about that a, l- a little bit. What kind of skills do you teach um, inmates as part of your program?
2: Uh, we, it's a, the, the, we have actually the Department of Corrections has actually three different programs. We okay. Have two in the men's prison, one at SCI Waymart. Uh, the program I teach at the uh, training academy, and then there is uh, one that just recently started at the women's prison in Muncie. Okay. Uh, what we teach them is the first week. The first week of of, of the program, they actually take the serve safe. Uh, course, serve safe manager course, not the the food handler, and they must pass that test to stay in the in the in the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, once once they pass that, once that that's the very first thing, and obviously they need to m- know how to serve food safely, so that's the first quarter. Mm-hmm. After that, they we I teach them uh, basic knife skills. They need to learn to work a knife because uh, if you whether you know it or not, there is a right way and a wrong way to dice an onion. <laughs> uh, so they, I teach them how to how to properly dice an onion, the proper sizes, and then teach them all the basics from soups and sauces. Uh, we do baking, we do saute, grill, broil, and we don't do anything out of a box. Okay. So we, I teach them to make breakfast so they can be a short order cook outside outside of when they get out. So when we the day we make pancakes, we don't open the box of bisquick. We make pancake batter from scratch uh if we're making a recipe later on that we that requires mayonnaise we don't open a jar of mayonnaise we make the mayonnaise Mm -hmm. to do it uh they learn to uh read the recipes understand the terminology they learn how to scale the recipes because obviously in a restaurant environment or a food service environment a recipe for 10 people isn't going to work all the time they need to they need to know how to multiply it and do the math and figure out how to make it so that they have enough for the for
0: the shift for for that so we were doing some research before the show on on chef lewis and you talked about it before you were at the P, uh, pa farm show yes this past uh was it how long ago was it, a couple months ago or uh, it, this past
2: January.
0: This, this past january uh chef lewis was at the pa farm show with was it three three of your students one one of your students one, one of, of your students. students um at the pa farm show doing a live demonstration um as part of the farm show um when you have uh A setting like that again with with your students like that how did it kind of feel to see your students in that setting in the farm show kind of showing off the skills that you taught them in in class
2: it's really exciting for to deal to for them to get out and do that and see them thrive on it uh you know i did it i was at the farm show two years in a row Mm -hmm. and both years the guys who i you know i nominated to pick out of a group of four or five were excited to be thought of to go to it and really enjoyed the the getting out to the farm show and standing up there in front of people and showing what they, lo- what they learned.
0: Right. And, and while we were doing the research, we kind of saw a Facebook post about that. Um, and I was talking to, to Chanel uh, before the show. You know, there was people comments on that Facebook post. There's like a negative stigma still attached to, you know, some of the people in your program yes. because you know they are inmates. So people see them and they were saying, "Oh, this person's not trustworthy. Why does this person have a knife? You know, why is this person able to, you know, be in this public situation, in this, this public scene like this? How do you respond to that kind of feedback?"
2: Uh, you know, honestly, you know, when I first started the biz- started doing this, and one of my first days there, I'm chaining the knives to the table to work to, in my kitchen. I'm like, what did I get myself into? Right, right. And realized, they're just like us. They're, mm-hmm. they're excited to do it. Uh, as I'm going along, you know, I've actually had one of my students in my office with tears in his eyes crying that it was the first time his family told him he was proud of him when he had passed the serve exam. And those are the things that make it worth doing.
0: Okay, again, we're talking to Chef Lewis of the uh, Department of Corrections Culinary Arts Training Program. Um, you talk about your students. How often do you, th- you hear from your former students, th- those who have left and have graduated your class and are now out in the workforce?
2: Actually, I, you know, part, the, on the day they graduate, uh, I, uh, I give them my office phone number, and uh, I get cards, letters from them. Uh, once or twice a month, I get a phone call from them you know, asking for uh, references or just to tell me where they, you know, hey, I'm doing this now. Uh, hey, I got into culinary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, various things. I know the one the one guy you know, about a year ago, uh, he happened to show up with his surf safe certificate and the pl- establishment he went to didn't have anybody with a surf safe so he hmm. hi- like he got hired because he had his surf safe certificate mm-hmm. and he's a manager
0: for him now wow that, that's pretty awesome uh, you say you've been doing this for eight years now yep, how many about how many students so far uh, right
2: come around through your program? 350
0: so 300, 350 graduates yes. of your program that's yeah. yeah that's that's a really good number um, and again before again know we were Chanel and I were talking before this again kind of the intersection between you know kind of what we do with food and kind of just food in general as far as how it relates to, um, you know, the the criminal justice system. And, you know, we were thinking, you know, when a lot of inmates, you know, are released from prison, you know, a lot of the jobs they get initially, you know, are in the food service industry. You know, the short order cooks, you know, the butchers, um, you know, basically jobs like that. Um, Is there something in particular you would say about the food service industry that kind of lends itself towards um, hiring um, former inmates? or.
2: Honestly, that's one of the first questions the guys asked me on the first couple of days there. They're, they're, they're like, Chef, we're convicted felons, who's going to hire us? Mm-hmm. And I look at them, I tell them, I ran restaurants for almost 30 years, and I tell them, half my staff was guys just like you, either they're on work release, uh, they just got out, or they're about to go in for you know, one reason or another. And uh, you know, if you're willing to work, you're going to, you'll, you will find a job. It's, you know, it's hard work, uh, you work nights, you work weekends. Uh, when everybody else is off, but if you're willing to work, you can make a good living at it. And uh, and they're very accepting and and are excited that they have an opportunity that they don't have to worry that they show up and when they say honestly, you know, when they give an honest interview and tell them, which I encourage, mm-hmm. hey, this is where I was, that they're that that's not going to hold them back.
0: So you've been doing this program for like you said eight years now. Eight years. Um, where do you kind of see this kind of going forward? Like, where do you kind of see what's the next? evolution of this uh, well, um, in your in, mind what would you like to do
2: uh, in my mind I you know I want I'd like to see it's it's going to grow into another one of the SCIs mm-hmm. is going to do it uh, one of the things I, I rolled out a few years ago that I got you know I, I was watching a, a Gordon Ramsay show where he <laughs> taught inmates over in London at a jail okay. and opened up a restaurant so I actually have a day now where we have a restaurant where, you know, prospective uh, employers, people who want to hire, can come and actually see what, the, my, what my students are cooking.
0: Oh no, that, That's pretty awesome. That's very awesome. Um, we were talking to you before when we actually first met like 30 minutes ago. You, you had the uh, program, the prison uh, food program. What was it called mm-hmm. the prison food weekend? Excuse me. Yes. Over at Eastern State Penitentiary. Um, there was a program that you ran for two years at Eastern State Yes, I did that two years. Last two years. Uh, for, for two years. What was the kind of goal of, of that, uh, that program at Eastern just, State Penitentiary? Just to,
2: to leave, leave the people know that what we're doing there, that you know we're, we're offering, because 90% of the people who are incarcerated now are getting out, and we need to have, they need to know that there's, we're, we're trying to that give them a reason to not be back in, find mm-hmm. a way to not come back in and with that many people getting out, there's lots of opportunities. The culinary program's not the only thing that DOC's doing, right. but it's the one I'm particularly part of, and I know from being in it that long, that we, we will, it is a very good program for them to get back into, and not give them a reason to get back in, because that's, that's all they know.
0: So what, just, uh, just for people who attend the prison food weekend, kind of what kind of, what, what things do they experience?
2: Uh, oh, my, my students, we, we, we made 600, Appetizers or, or pedophores. One year, another year, we made some lemon bars. Okay, and they got to taste what my guys were cooking.
0: Okay, and this is like food that they typically would make in prison or yes. like okay. Well,
2: make in my class in your class. The, okay. the, the food that we that I make is not the typical prison. Prison, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, you know uh, as a, as an example, just recently the the restaurant that we the day we had, I served a, a grilled ribeye with a mushroom demi glaze. Mm-hmm. You know, was just was one of the, one of the items we served. A, uh a, a cinnamon crate with uh, brandied apples okay so you know that's not stuff p- people particularly think of when they right. think of jail food
0: yeah no it's now my wife loves the office so she always plays the prison mic episode and that's <laughs> you know, and she's always telling me you know about gruel and gruel sandwiches and, and things like that but no that's not you know that's not what chef, chef Lewis is cooking um in in his kitchen um is there anything in particular that the philadelphia restaurant community can do Um, to help your former students find jobs as they kind of reintegrate into society
2: uh if you you know contact me at the uh the the uh training academy Mm -hmm. and uh, you know or email email us or contact lauren here at eastern state and i can get so as people are uh being released i can get find them jobs i you know i'd love to get you know some contacts down here in the philly area i've got contacts up Harrisburg, Lancaster, uh, one further western Pennsylvania, and it would be great to get involved here where I can have some, you know, leave these guys know I have some contacts right. when they get out.
0: Right. I Actually, I do want to backtrack one second. How do people, um, how, how are people, I guess, eligible to be part of the program? In your uh,
2: they have to be within three years of, of, release, uh, of, of release. They okay. can't have any uh, disciplinary action in the last year. Mm-hmm. They had to have shown interest or worked in the field previously and they must have a GED or high school diploma.
0: So they would have to have some sort of restaurant experience? They, they don't have
2: to have experience. They, they need to, if they have that, that's great. Okay. If they don't, just show that they want to do it. Gotcha. Usually what that means is they end up putting them in the, the prison cafeteria to work for a little while to see there. Uh, my students, they it, they have to interview all the, the men's prisons in state of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. they say they want to do it they interview for it and then if they get uh, chosen they they get transferred to the Camp Hill prison where that where they're housed while they're in my in my program okay and then they get bussed over to my to my building every day okay. that's awesome
0: uh, chef Todd Lewis again director of the culinary arts program at the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections is there anything else you want to say before we wrap anything up is there one last either Bit of advice, or can you teach me how to cut an onion? Because I have no idea.
2: <laughs> I would love to. I have no, I- I have no idea. Please, do. don't.
1: <laughs> Please don't.
0: <laughs> no, no, he, no. you need him to teach me so I don't cut off my finger.
1: I don't want you cutting onions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, again, we were joined, again, Todd Lewis, director of the Culinary Arts Program. Thank you very much for joining us today. We, we appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And we will be back at 8.40. We'll be talking to uh, Chef Kurt Evans, uh, the uh, direct curator, I I should say, of the End Mass Incarceration Dinner Series. So hopefully you guys can stick around for that as well. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: you. And that was our discussion with Chef Todd Lewis. Again, he is the Culinary Director of the uh, Culinary Arts Program at the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections. And I think the first thing that I told you when we were done with the conversation before anything else, like it must be amazing, you know, for Chef Lewis to be able to say, you know, I've helped 400 people, you know, get their Serve Safe certification, get life skills, and get a, a, a you know demonstrable trade that they can take when they leave the prison walls and go out and be p- productive members of society. Like it's it's to me that's that's a very fulfilling thing.
1: Yeah, and it's also helpful to society because when um, people are released from prison, uh, the success rate or is really dependent on how well they can be uh, reintegrated into society, which one of the number one things to that is being able to get a job, being able to mm-hmm. have a skill that translates into the ability to feed your family, to feed yourself, right. to house and clothe yourself. Right. So this program, uh, if you think about it, uh, potentially has given uh, hundreds of people that ability to leave the prison system and reintegrate into society with jobs that they can have that they can hold their head high and be proud of.
0: Right. And again, like these are, you know, easily transferable skills that, that air that are always in demand. You know, these are skills exactly. that you can always find a job in the food service industry. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so we were pleased and honored to be able to sit down with, with Chef Lewis, again, uh, the director of the culinary arts program, at the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections. We also had a chance to talk to uh, Kurt Evans. Uh, he was the executive chef at Booker's Restaurant in West Philly. He is now the culinary advisor for the Drive Change Program in Brooklyn, New York, which does a similar thing um, to what Chef Lewis is doing um, in the uh, the PA DOC. But he's also the founder of the End Mass Incarceration Dinner Series. And again, as we always say on this program and kind of how this program started, Food is one of those things that brings people together and Chef Evans, through his dinner series, is bringing people together from all walks of life, politicians and social justice uh, workers and just regular people like like us um, together in the same room to talk about you know the criminal justice system and you know what things can be done in order to uh, to affect change in that so uh, so we were again honored and, and, and privileged to talk to chef Evans and here 's our conversation with him at the Hidden Lives Illuminated program last week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition or another edition, I should say, of the John Appetit Podcast. Again, I am Roy Burton and I'm here with my lovely wife, Chanel. Now last hour, we were joined by the incredible chef, Todd Lewis, of the Pennsylvania uh, Department of Corrections. And this hour, we're joined by Kurt Evans, executive chef of Booker's Restaurant and the founder of the End Mass Incarceration Dinner Series. Uh, Sh- Kurt how's it going man
3: good man glad to be beer
0: Thank, thanks thanks for coming through now. Um, we started out with a little bit of background on on chef uh, on, on chef um, chef Todd. Let me ask you well, you were born and raised in Philadelphia. so let me ask you what sparked your love of cooking
3: uh, my my grandmother and uh well all of my grandmothers so okay. my, my mother my grandmother on my mother's side, my grandmother on my father 's side, and my grandmother on my stepfather's side okay so um Uh, growing up i spent my summers uh in connecticut with my father
1: connecticut yeah
3: Uh, (laughs) so so when i spent my summers in connecticut we 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 always went hunting fishing and we would bring food back home and my grandmother was a homemaker so she could she could break down fish animals anything you 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 put in front of her Uh and uh it always would go like i'm going to show you one time right well, I'm getting shown about two, three times, but uh, it started out as a one time, and you, you better pay attention. So, right. Uh, so at a certain age, I could break down fish, rabbits, duck, things like that, and from there, all my jobs have been like from high school on up has been like cooking jobs. So you you said you
0: you spent a lot of time in Connecticut. Um, my wife Chanel's from Connecticut. Yes. Um, how how terrible was it spending that time in Connecticut? <laughs> um, because I've been to Connecticut a few times. Um, really, and I'm from Philly, so I understand. <laughs> I, I get really? it. Really
3: terrible, but <laughs>
1: oh, wow! <laughs> Connecticut is fantastic. It's a great, great place to visit and live. I love it so <laughs> oh, much. No,
3: we we did we did we know because of uh, fishing and, and hunting made made my time more you know livable. <laughs> but but other than that, it was just like uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and, but I, me being adult now may be different. Right? No, it's not different. it's not
0: different. It's not different.
1: <laughs> Moving on.
0: <laughs> uh, so while we were getting uh, ready for this uh, for the podcast, we saw an article about you on uh, the Civil Eats website, and they mentioned that you uh, you you love cookbooks. You have a, a huge personal cookbook library that neighbors somewhere around a thousand cookbooks. Yeah. Uh, is there any? Are there any chefs in particular, or any cookbooks in particular, to kind of um, serve as inspiration
3: for you? Uh yeah. Um. Whew, man, I could I could go on. Yeah, go okay. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> go, deal with this topic, but uh a few chefs that inspired me uh charlie trotter uh he never went to culinary school and i I had i had the same path i never went to culinary school and he was the best chef in chicago for at least 20 years his restaurant Mm -hmm. was one of the top restaurants in chicago for 20 years Uh, edna lewis uh um they they call her the the black julia childs uh her a lot of her cookbooks uh i use them as reference points and uh a guy from the uk his name is sat baines like the guy's like the guy's cool He's like really dope mm-hmm. and his cookbook is called uh too many uh too many chiefs and not enough indians okay so but he's indian so it's, it's funny right, right. So he's, he's a really cool dude so a uh, chef uh, for those of you who don't know chef is the um
0: chef kurt is the head chef executive chef of booker's restaurant in, in west philly
3: yeah oh. uh okay i just actually left booker's restaurant okay. and uh I have a culinary director position uh, in Brooklyn, New York, at a rest, uh, with a company called Drive Change. Oh, nice, nice. So, uh, yeah, I start that position September the 9th. Okay, congrats. So, nice. thank you, thank nice. you. Congratulations.
0: Congrats. Um, so, but prior to your, your new job at Drive Change, um, you worked before um, at Aramark, uh, yes. south, of, south of Jazz Kitchen. You ran your own catering business. Um, I saw you worked at the McDonald's at CHOP,
3: yeah, that, uh, back, that, was, that was that was my first. That was, that was my your first.
0: first your first job. So first what job. what did those experiences? And you ran your own spot, well, Route Twenty Three. Yeah. In Germantown, so you have a you know very diverse background in, in the restaurant industry. So what did those various stops kind of teach you, or, or kind of um, give you, um, as far as the skills that you still use today?
3: The funny thing, uh, a lot of restaurants are moving into a digital a digital phase. Uh, so uh, certain restaurants you, you 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 have a ticket a ticket machine ticks all tickets and now you you, you expedite with tickets now uh, a lot of these restaurants they're uh, they're getting machines like uh the toast machine the toast pos system mm-hmm. and it's a screen and as you're cooking you have to and that reminded me of mcdonald's so much <laughs> that we that we will work off a monitor But right. now like at south when i was at south uh, executive sous chef at south we used the pos system and it was it was clicking it off, clicking it off, you know, you expedited it like that. It was, was just no tickets. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes the tickets are stressful, but if you, look at a, if you look at a monitor, the colors blank. So once it starts hitting a certain color, you're like, oh, we, you have to work faster. Right. Tick- tickets are like, ah, the tickets are tickets. The tickets are tickets, yeah. The tickets does, don't really notify you, like, hey, you got, <laughs> you got time on this. So, uh, but uh, McDonald's, like, I can honestly say I had, we had a good manager. Mm-hmm. Like uh, his name, I'll never forget. This guy's name's Harold. Everybody, everybody, his name was Sir or Ma'am. Mm-hmm. Sir, I need this, Sir. I need this, Sir. And he kept everyone like organized, right? So that helped me be like a better cook, like being organized, like being so organized. You know, you come in, you set your station up. Uh, what you don't have when you station, you write down. Get started on working on that prep first, mm-hmm. and from there, like you know, you can have a successful shift try to have a successful shift but you know at least if you're prepared it makes it a little bit easier yeah Yeah. makes it easier
0: um so now in addition to your your new role at, at drive change um you also founded the the end mass incarceration dinner series yes and on the website um it says that the uh the emi series quote aims to foster dialogue among people impacted by mass incarceration community members policymakers and people working at the various intersections of this critical phenomenon Um, And you mentioned in your Civil Eats article that um, food is the perfect vehicle to connect people. And is that kind of what you found so far um, through the first couple editions of your dinner series?
3: Uh, Yes, and then just off of research, um, uh, 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 Leah Chase, uh, rest in peace Leah Chase, she just died this year, but her restaurant was called Dookie and Chase. Her restaurant actually sustained the civil rights movement off of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lady, uh, Ms Gilmore, she also sustained movements the civil rights movement off of food, so you know when they had meetings about the civil rights movement, everyone ate over someone 's house, they ate food, they gathered around food, so food is the, the perfect it's, it's, the, um, it's not a supplement to it's an integral part of the, right. the dinner so so you know, like this is a coffee shop, so you know you want to meet somebody, some people may not drink coffee. Mm-hmm. everyone eats so right. it's like you know you can get people together around food you may not be able to get people around you know me. I mean some people a lot of people like to drink too but <laughs> <it's> like food <laughs> food is pretty
0: much like right. it yeah, it's, it's the central thing that kind of ties us all together and that's one of the things that we talk about it's like everybody can relate to good food everybody enjoys eating yes. everybody enjoys that and like you said like conversation you know is often a, you know the a, a byproduct of, of, a, of a good meal and I'm sure at your dinner series you know a lot of the conversation was kind of driven um, in part by some of the stuff that's going on, you know, here in Philly, you know, with Meek Mill, you know, with the stuff that uh, Malcolm Jenkins is doing uh, with the with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but a lot of the people who attend your dinner series necessarily aren't familiar with the the present state of the prison system. So, what do you hope they learn after they're done one of one of your meals?
3: Um, I, I'm glad that people come so they can they can actually get the awareness because a lot of people. Uh, my first dinner it was a shock that like like fifty people showed up mm. i didn't i didn't think fifty people would show up when uh, a good friend of mine he does uh dinners and uh he looked at my guest list and he's like yo you have you have politicians coming at the time the deputy mayor Nina ahmad came to my first dinner mm-hmm. uh, so I was like wow okay and then and then at that time she was running for lieutenant governor but uh I hope people come and they're they're well well informed about the the racial disparities in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they th- I just think people think, oh man, you're in prison because you know this is what you know this is you, this is your fault. You're in prison, but a lot of people mm-hmm. don't understand uh, the racial uh, implica- implications in the criminal justice system. So uh, I always hopefully people leave with uh, with that awareness, and you know mm-hmm. they 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 go home and are they network with the people at their tables because just, just usually like a, a big part of what the dinners are so people they find ways to say hey you know let's get together you mm-hmm. know people uh because all the, the 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 proceeds from the dinners they go to a cause so yeah. hopefully they can say hey we want to give money through to our books the books do bars books do bars was something that was uh really important to me because uh my uncle was in prison. Uh, I would send him send him books, okay. and uh, he used to. Always, when he came home, he thanked me for the books. Mm-hmm. So, uh, books through bars. Uh, that's something something important. I like the, Any chance I get, I tell people if you can't uh, bring a hardback book from like uh, the genre that they have on there, that's okay. But I always ask for book donations just so we can send books to, to books to right. bars.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a, it's a very awesome, very great cause. Um, and you recently had a dinner series was the last month with the folks from Breakout. Yes. Uh, down, downtown and, um, and I saw on, on your Instagram that you have another dinner coming up uh, in, at Art Basel uh, yes.
2: in,
0: in Miami. Uh, where do you kind of plan on growing this dinner series from from there?
3: Um, yeah, uh, actually we're in, in talks with a non uh, city tour. Ooh, wow. So the, the first couple of dinners I wanted to be awareness and uh, like now I'm not saying we're past awareness but now we're in a political phase. So now you need legislation. You need action. So uh, that's what the the non-dinner series, uh, the major cities, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have like a two-day uh, gathering. One one is with the dinner series. One is the think tank and a, a, a call for voters registration. And um, you know we have an election cycle coming up. So that's what we want to focus on the next series. But the Art Basel dinner, it was like I also wanted to bring uh, light to prison art so uh mm-hmm. every dinner that we have the first course the, uh the first bite the amuse is a it's a chichi. Okay. so i make a chichi. so okay. i make a chichi. it's the first bite everyone they love it you know i think i think i kind of my first dinner i went above the top i was like i went too chefy like i <laughs> chefed it up it was like my friend was like my friend who came he's like yo we would have never had a chichi like this this was this now was what's, the, what's a chichi for those who don't yeah well a chichi is uh something that's made out of uh commissary uh items, usually ramen noodles uh doritos uh cheetos crunch it up, add some water and the funny uh thing about this is my uncle he would you know he would eat these all the time and I didn't know it was like i didn't know what they were but it was like oh this is good and <laughs> and like it was really really good so when I started making them uh I just took it to another level i put like beef beef bacon in it uh and they were like oh this is my friend was like we would have never i would have never <laughs> had a chi chi like this in jail. but he was like it was it was really good though it was really good so then now i i keep it to the uh, the the simplest form of it and um some dinners uh will i'll do a, a a version of a commissary or correctional cake okay and that's that's very articulate but when we do it we talk about the genius of this because correctional cake they take oreo cookies and scrape the cream out put that to the side cream it up make make sure it's like a spreadable for Mm -hmm. a cream and they crunch up the oreo cookies and take a mayonnaise packet and put the mayonnaise in it water whip it up crunch it up put it in a cup and you microwave it Hmm. and it poofs up like a cake Mm -hmm. so to know the fact N- to no- understand that the mayonnaise has a binder in it, right? It's it's like it's like people are like really amazing to do, you yeah. know. So uh, and even that's why the mass incarceration dinner that we're going to do in Miami is going to be a dinner and an art show. Mm-hmm. So we're also going to uh, highlight for, uh, formerly incarcerated and incarcerated artists' work, and yeah. the artist that's incarcerated. sales will go to them, their family, their their cases, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and. Artist that's 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 has been formerly incarcerated in the street. You know, you'll be you'll be helping someone out. So, uh, right. yeah. So that's that's what that's I'm looking cool. forward about looking forward to about it, that,
0: uh, That's very that's very cool. And so you have that your your series, the End Mass Incarceration Dinner Series. But you also worked with uh, Christina Martinez and uh, Benjamin uh, Miller south of South Philly Barbecue on their Right to Work uh, series. And you know, you have a background. You know, Aramark, different kitchens, um, and you. I'm sure you've worked as we talked about with. Uh, uh, chef lewis with a you know bunch of you know undocumented immigrants at the various places that, that you've been in, into um can you explain the importance of undocumented workers in american kitchens and just in the food ecosystem as a whole because there's a lot i mean th- uh, people don't really think about it that much but i mean that's pr- they're pretty much the backbone of the whole food ecosystem
3: yeah. undocumented people of color i mean i feel as though uh if you were to take formally incarcerated people, mm-hmm. people of color, undocumented people out the restaurant industry, it'll collapse.
2: Yeah. It'll collapse.
3: Cuz uh, pretty much any 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 time you go to like really high in restaurants any any protein you get that touches your table, uh, person of color, conformally incarcerated or or illegal immigrants mm-hmm. probably uh, undocumented workers probably touch that protein. They're, they're some of the fastest workers I've ever worked with, mm-hmm. and you know so you know yeah it, the industry will collapse yeah yeah no and no, and the reason why we, we have those dinners you know other than to bring awarenesses but other people need to step up in the restaurant industry uh, so uh, down north pizza let's tell you about that down north pizza is uh, something uh, that uh, me and a good friend of mine one of my best friends uh, Muhammad uh, we're starting uh, he, he does real estate. So he came to one of uh, my EMI dinners. So the EMI dinners, every EMI dinner has a topic, and the topic is usually based around, uh, so preschool to prison pipeline, uh, criminal justice reform, uh, sentencing, uh, uh, reentry. So every dinner has a topic, and the topic is usually hosted or curated by someone who has uh, been incarcerated by this topic, and usually most people that, uh, that, that 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 are talking like, my good friend Carl, he's a uh, pastor, a uh, youth pastor. He's a really great guy. But sometimes you wouldn't think, like, that he was locked up if you met him. You wouldn't know that. A mm-hmm. uh, good friend, a lot of my friends, so you can't, that's why we. That's why I have them host, because people are like, oh, man, this is great. And Carl, he was locked up for armed robbery. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no, that, that would be something that nobody would, you know, look at it by talking to people. But um, as we do the dinners, we, um, we have everyone... Uh, uh curate the events and talk so my friend muhammad came to a reentry dinner so uh he has a he has a restaurant well he has a building that has a pizza shop in it and he was like let's do something with the pizza shop mm-hmm. so we came up with a uh, down north down north this if you're from philadelphia from certain neighborhoods down north is uh something that we say when you're going to north philly but it only makes sense that it's down <laughs> north if you're coming from northeast so you can be in South Philly, you're gonna say I'm about to run down north real quick. Oh, you're in West Philly, I'm about to go down north, but it's actually up. So, right. um, <laughs> so down north uh, is the name of the pizza shop, and uh, we're going to staff. We're going to be staffing with formerly incarcerated uh, uh, workers, f- top to bottom. Like I, did, I, I, told Muhammad I didn't want to take a position because I could see like a reporter writing a story like chef working with convicts. I didn't didn't want nothing like that. I just want everyone in there to work top to bottom hand to hand everybody works together and you know we'll just uh manage as far as in like what needs to be managed helped out right. and uh, that should be opening up soon uh we we did so much work to the building that we didn't you know just having a, uh the heart to do it but not really like consulting with nobody like oh now you need this you need that you need that so a lot of that stuff pushes things back but um uh that's what i want to do with the re-entry system to help out because restaurants we have a, uh, a high turnover mm-hmm. so a lot of people can't really uh can't really take the, the restaurant life and i blame that on tv shows like chopped and hell's kitchen shows like that <laughs> they think that like you know you could be a chef and it's just going to be like oh it's going to be easy right, right. and uh they don't know you're working 14 16 hour shifts so um uh and with the restaurant we're gonna we're gonna train people up three to four months at a time and send them out to restaurants like mm-hmm. uh a lot of a lot of good a lot of my good chef friends scott schroeder mark Vetri, george sabentino a lot of good chef friends under mine they 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 want to come teach classes at the pizza shop so That's uh very cool. yeah
0: uh, that's very cool and just right before we wrap up I just want to ask you as someone in the restaurant industry what can people like us outside of the industry and in the greater Philadelphia community kind of do to kind of help you you know do uh, do what
3: you want to do with Down North and your EMI dinners like how can we help you just come on out just come on out here hear things you know you can support far as in like I said even if you don't come to an EMI dinner uh, the Philadelphia Bell Fund donate money help bail people out of prison uh send books to books through bars uh donate to drive change their uh, work with formerly incarcerated youth 18 to 25 we're going we're teaching them culinary skills getting them jobs so uh that's how you can help <laughs> that's 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 like money money helps <laughs> and, and that's that's why i have the dinners to to raise money right so uh, that's awesome
0: uh chef kurt evans drive change and the founder of the and mass incarceration Dinners series please give him a round of applause for joining us today. And uh, thank you guys again. We are John Appetit. Um, I'm Roy Burton. This is my wife, Chanel. And uh, thank you guys for coming out. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that was our conversation with Chef Kurt Evans, again, the culinary advisor for the Drive Change Program in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Again, some very cool stuff um, with this end mass incarceration dinner series. Again, he's going to take it. Um, on a nine-city tour um, a- across the United States, because again, these are conversations that we need to have, and and by we, I mean people like us, and then you know more important people who can actually affect the change on a higher level, such as politicians and governors and representatives and and, and things like that. But again, as we always say, food is the perfect vehicle to have these conversations, right? Like,
1: yeah, and I just I, I hope that uh, the listeners got as much out of uh, having these conversations as we did. Mm-hmm. So I hope you guys enjoyed our conversations with uh, with the chefs.
0: And there's a lot, again, and these kind of conversations are important to have in a city like Philadelphia, because Philadelphia, again, it has basically, of all major cities, it has the, the highest mass incarceration rate um, in America. Uh, and it's been on the decline for for several years, and it's still the highest mass incarceration rate among major cities in America. So there isn't, you know, there is there are problems with the criminal justice system that need to be addressed. Yes. And I'm glad that there are people like chef Evans in the city and plenty of others. He's not the only one, um, in the city that are willing to address these issues, willing to kind of take these head on and bring some focus to that. Because again, a lot of people see or, or hear about the things that, um, you know, Meek Miller does doing or Malcolm Jenkins is doing with the, uh, ending the cash bail system, um, in Pennsylvania. But, um, you see that on TV, but then you try to figure out how it kind of you can apply it to to you know what you what you can do in everyday life. You know, Chef Evan said you know if you want to help out, you can donate, you can spread awareness. I mean, there are things that we can do to kind of to kind of do, do do something as far as um, affect change with the criminal justice system. And again, we mentioned during the interview, Christina Martinez and Ben Miller at South Philly Barbacoa are doing similar things as well. And again, I can't, I hate to keep harping on this, but the amount of people. In the food service industry that, you know, that have a background in, uh, you know, the former inmates um, is massive. And there would not be a system. There would not be, you know, we would not be here talking about food the way we are now because the restaurants that we enjoy, the the markets that we go to, the the festivals, and all that stuff, that just wouldn't exist. It wouldn't right? exist. Yeah, like it, just, no. there, it just wouldn't be there. So it's like, you know, so, you know, so this is a very important there or very, service serves a very important or vital resource to the uh the local and national restaurant community so i think it's very important to kind of talk about that I don't know, is there anything else I, I want i should add to that I'm, i don't know if i you know if there's anything else i need to say no like i just <laughs>
1: like to say that you did a fantastic job no no
0: no. no 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 the folks that hidden lines illuminated did a fantastic I'd like job to thank yes. the
1: folks that hidden lines illuminated for giving us this opportunity it was a really great opportunity yeah
0: damon mccool the entire team we met some great people made some great contacts again if you have a chance to head down to the OCF Coffee House in Fairmount, there is nightly programming um, between now every night between now and September twelfth um, there and in coordination with Eastern State Penitentiary, the Hidden Lives Illuminated program. You can check them out online. Some very cool stuff. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, it's a little bit different than what we used to do, or we usually do. Usually do. But um But this is, yeah, what we used to do. But uh, this is a very cool, this is a very, like Chanel said, this is a very, you know, enlightening, illuminating, I, I um, informative. definitely
1: encourage you guys to head on down. Yeah. yeah so, and check it out. Yeah. Fairmont. So,
0: yeah, so check it out. Um, hopefully, you guys you know, have some feedback for us as well. Again, please feel free. Um, hit us up always.
1: If you, if you attend the program or have attended the program, hit us up and let us know. If you were there during the live tapings, let us know. We like to hear from people who listen.
0: Definitely, definitely. And before we sign off, as we always do, there's one more thing we'd like to tell you. Our name isn't just a catchphrase. It's our wish to you every time you grab a bite to eat. So the next time you head out to your favorite restaurant, we'd like to wish you...
1: John Appetit.